Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the loot update from Bioware that I'm not exactly happy about. Don't think it's the right pivot. I hope I'm wrong. I hope these changes bring about a better endgame loop and pursuit. We're wanting that generosity to be there. They didn't really mess with drops, but they mess with inscriptions. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, click the follow button to ensure you don't miss out on my content. And if you're here live right now, click that follow button. A free and easy way to support me. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and the like button. That's a free and easy way to help me out as well. I'm going to jump right into the questions because man, oh man, we've had a full day and we need to get to these questions. First question. Do you think Anthem should have more unique blues and purples, sort of like Borderlands 2 did? I don't think this is the direction. I would have preferred this, but that's not the style they went for. I don't like cannon fodder loot that's basically disregarded within a day or two of your engagement with the game. I've never been a fan of that. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like you designed a bunch of loot and a bunch of stuff, but I, I think it's okay in Anthem, and I'll tell you why. In Anthem you're basically getting a blue and then a you know a green and then a blue and then a purple and the major differences between them are they're, they're just minor right it's a railgun that gets a little bit stronger it doesn't truly change until you get masterworks and that's why i think generosity is key here because masterworks are the doorway they're the doorway to the builds and the fun and so that's going to that's going to be always be my argument that i come back to so more money more watch thank you for 33 months Guys, also keep in mind, I, I'm, I'm going to go through questions a little faster than normal, number one, because I'm not playing. Number two, we're going to be a little bit limited on time, so that we're not going to be able to go over two hours like we've been. I'm going to try and start cutting these a little bit shorter because they're getting a little bit too long. So I'll try and go quicker as well as start setting a timer and just chopping it when I'm when I'm at the time limit. Sub-Zero, uh, who at Bioware or EA thought it was acceptable to give us loading screen that we cannot view a loadout screen or lore screen or something other than a static screen? Um, I don't know who made that decision, uh, but I guess you could take it up with, uh, human resources or somebody, I don't know, come, you know, complaint department. I, I, you know what I'm saying? They, they put like, like like little tips and stuff on the bottom. I think that they could do more with the loading screens. I agree with you, but since they've shortened them significantly, it's, you're not camping out there like you used to. They are quite a bit faster. Uh, De- uh, Killa, three patches in a week. What more can the developers do to satisfy the haters? You need to understand something about the haters. The haters aren't playing the game. Okay, try to remember that. It's hard to keep things in perspective, but as someone who played Destiny for four years, I know firsthand that the people that hate on the game, they're not playing it. And if they are, they're just a miserable, miserable person. So it's, I, I think it's a lot easier to shake off some of that as more like mob the anonymity of the internet driving people just to say stupid things is more behind it than actual like I think there are people who were disappointed with the game and have been kind of like they'll come in here all the time they're like it just didn't hook me I just didn't like it or I haven't really enjoyed it those people aren't haters though right keep it in mind like when people come in and criticize the game and have issues with it they're welcome here and I love those people they're not haters right so the haters aren't going to be satisfied they could turn this game into the second coming of 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 Jesus, but it doesn't matter because they're not playing. They don't care. So the updates give great confidence to me and anybody who's enjoying the game. Like, holy frick, they're listening. Look how fast these updates are coming in, right? I think that, I think that is where I keep setting my sights is that symbiotic relationship between gamers and developers, right? 
I've been, that's been my vision for four years with content creation is we can build bridges between developers and gamers to invest in the hobbies that we love. And I believe it's happened in small measure with Destiny. It's more spread out, but when it happens, it's really good, right? Like Forsaken was such a good... Uh, springboard for Destiny 2 Division 1.8 was such a good step for that franchise and now with Anthem there's just this very very clear relationship where it's like what do you guys want okay we're listening we've summarized your wants here's the changes so I feel really good about the state of of the gaming industry right now I do I think we're on a better path than we've ever been and I think we have a lot of power when it comes to keeping bad practices in check like microtransactions and stuff. I think people blow so much out of proportion and are missing, missing the good that's happening right now. Uh, Fizzgig, do you think that since the community is asking, including your tweet, that loot drop rates will increase? Uh, keep up the great job, man. My buddies and I enjoy this Q&A. We discuss it daily. Well, thank you. I appreciate it very, very much. Um, I d- we haven't got an answer. Now, the theory would be it'll loosen up the loot pool. So when greens and whites are supposed to be dropping, that's when you'll see like blues and purples. That's kind of my concern is stuff will just sort of shuffle down. Now, if stuff sort of shuffles down, does that mean... As often as we were seeing purples, are we going to start seeing masterworks at that interval? Because it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, chunk, chunk, chunk. they kind of like drop down because the greens and the whites aren't there to interfere. I, I don't know, I don't know. Train twenty nine twenty nine. I'm at a level thirty just now. What is the best way to get masterwork items? The game doesn't provide what activities provide what gear or guns. Anything better than others? Uh, to ease into Grandmaster 1. Thanks for the D2 talk. Okay, so if you run hard, you can get six Grandmaster weapons, and that's it, okay? So you really want to make sure you're decked out with purples that, sorry for bumping the mic, purples that really, really bump your health and armor. And if you can do that, you should feel beefy enough to start stepping into Grandmaster content. Now, I agree with you. They don't do a good job in this game explaining where to get masterworks they don't tell you that legendary bounties at grandmaster one give you masterwork a masterwork component guaranteed they don't tell you that a grandmaster one stronghold gives you a guaranteed masterwork ability they don't tell you that that needs to be built into the ui and they need to do more of that it needs to be clearer and again Again, not all of this would need to be spelled out in such stark black and white terms if they would just lean into being generous because then you could just play and get stuff and be like, sweet, I'm getting stuff. And if you're not running the hard content, your turnover's a little bit lower. You're not getting stuff quite as often. So you don't have the advantages that I have if I'm running the harder content. The harder the content, the more the drops, the more the drops, the quicker I can get to maxing my character, min-maxing my character. That, that reason alone, I think is you don't have to like hold the player's hand and educate them about what every single system in the game does with respect to rewards if you're just being generically generous and then naturally players would know well if they're being generous in free play I bet your strongholds are more generous I bet your grandmaster too is more generous there's just sort of an assumption I think that gets sort of said there instead of this like mysterious oh wait you get a guarantee this and a guarantee that the game doesn't tell us that you don't really have to tell people that if you're being super generous now I still think you should tell people that because giving player agency over the grind and the chase is so important but it's a front burner issue right now because they're not being generous if they were being generous it wouldn't be a front burner issue that'd be like a secondary quality of life UI update 
that could come later. But it's so front burner because you're like, I don't know where the frick to get Masterworks because they're not dropping anywhere, it feels like, unless you do the guaranteed drops from the sources that I outlined. Turd Blossom, that's a heck of a name. Do you think Grandmaster 3 is worth the three to five hour grind on Strongholds? Uh, watched a video yesterday, it took the boss fight two hours to complete. Tyrant Mine. If you're running Grandmaster 2 and 3 right now, you are wasting your time. They do not have an increase in drops. It's been acknowledged by BioWare. Uh, Ben Irving said on Reddit, they are looking into the incentives and the motivations to go into the harder Grandmaster levels because at present, there is no incentive or noticeable difference in drops to bother with it. So loot over time is going to, I think, drive you away from those levels of difficulty. Mook me. I'm currently a 413 storm and I hit a wall with drops in hard mode. Grandmaster 1 is quite a struggle and when I do complete content I'm not getting any new drops. Any suggestions? This testimony is right in line with why I think being generous is so, 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 so important. Um, Grandmaster 1 at 413 shouldn't be all that bad for you. I, I that, that seems maybe your... Maybe you need to check a couple of things. Check your mod components to make sure they're boosting your health and your armor. Because if you're using a bunch of universals with not with bad inscriptions, you're not boosting your health and armor. If you're wearing mod components that are specific to your class, they should be bumping your health and armor significantly, especially if all of your mod components are purple. Now, if you're doing that, the question is, what javelin are you playing with? If you're playing as a storm, you got to hover a lot. You got to dodge a lot. Ranger, never stop moving. Colossus, don't forget to pull your shield out and just run through trash ads to get the red things off the ground like you have to question are you doing anything that's leading to your lack of survivability because you really really do have to play within the javelin's identity if you're standing on the ground boots on the ground and using your gun and standing still a lot like it's division you're going to get solo aggroed a lot Solo aggro is when you're in the line of sight of like six or seven different enemies and none of your friends are around. Everybody's going to shoot you. So stick with your buds, stay on the move, and see if that doesn't help you uh, while, while also checking the other things I mentioned. $5 from Dustin. I think platforms like Twitch have greatly decreased the gap between developers and gamers. Uh, you have more voices uh, that are heard. Agreed. Thank you for the $5, Dustin. Firefighter. What do you think of the speed they patch things in Anthem? Uh, I think it is a very good thing. What do you think about the new loot system? I'm not a fan of the new pivot. I'm going to give it time. I'm going to put in a whole play session, but my my prediction is that it's not the right pivot. And I love how fast they're patching things. This is the the most accurate response to community feedback I think I've ever seen uh, a developer respond. Um, it's so fast. Black Joker. Do you think making purples and above only drop with two masterworks from the end boss in Grandmaster 2 and the legendary drop from the final boss in Grandmaster 3 fix the problem? I, I don't know. I mean, I, that's not, I'm not even really thinking about that. I'm not. I'm just, if you could get, if you could get that Grandmaster 1 loop to just be super rewarding so people could start to get really, really strong and really, really dope gear and feel awesome, and then they can kind of gear up to go up into Grandmaster 2, then we can start talking about drop rates in Grandmaster 2. Fluxic. Do you think the upcoming loot changes are more welcoming or concerning? Some people have seemed to be more concerned that the grind is for the perfect role is going to be much easier now. I personally think they're more welcoming changes, but I want to know your opinion. My entire talk was basically that I agree with the people 
people you're quoting. I think they're going for ease instead of being generous. Generosity keeps people in the game. It's reward. You feel like you're getting stuff. It's, it's, it's triggering that dopamine and having it be more ease and about crafting, about transaction of time and materials. I think it's dangerous and potentially gutting to the loot pursuit. Uh, Anarchy whenever. Thank you for the prime sub. uh, Jose Lewis do you think they will change the way respawning works I hate having to go through two loading screens just to respawn yeah they need to look at a couple of things with you know when you're down and and respawning there's a handful of things that need to be streamlined there I agree with you yawner fixing inscriptions is all well and good but the difficulty to reward scaling in Grandmaster 2 and 3 is a bigger issue Uh, I disagree I actually disagree I think you're you're saying you're getting cart before the horse. You're saying the cart's more important than the horse. <laughs> that Grandmaster 1 and Masterwork drops and inscriptions, if they can't figure that out, then the, the, the cart ain't going anywhere. You're not getting into Grandmaster 2 and 3 if they don't figure out the reward system for Grandmaster 1. Like you're jumping ahead, my man. And they've admitted that 2 and 3 need looked at. I, but I don't think they're the bigger issue. I, re- I really don't think they're the bigger issue. Um... A main Colossus, and I love using Taunt, but most build streamers don't use that. I'm missing something by not using uh, the damage reduction because my team says Taunt helps dramatically. Oh, like the Rally Cry? Yeah, I don't use Rally Cry. I use the, I use the one that increases my resistance, but my my uh, my Colossus is stupidly strong, so I almost never feel the need to use it. I also just heal myself with the one rocket. So, uh, boring coma. Thank you for the Prime sub. Hey Lono, I always look forward to your gaming insight. With the disappointing launch of Anthem, at what point do you consider the game a sinking ship that can't be saved? I'm enjoying my time in Anthem so far. (laughs) I'm enjoying my time in Anthem so far, but Lono, when do you think the world's gonna end? I mean, this is a bit of, uh, this is a bit sky is falling here for me. Questions like this feel a little bit uh, jam-packed with passive uh, assertions about the game's state. Um... I don't know if you could ever consider the game a sinking ship unless they they clearly indicate and are public with their their player base numbers. Um, think about it like this: people come in all the time and talk about Destiny's dead, Destiny's trash, nobody plays Destiny anymore. And I pull up my handy dandy API and tracker, and I'm like, okay, well, close to a million people played yesterday. Not right now. Player numbers dropped off in Destiny. Understandable. A season change is right around the corner. That's normal, but. They, they people still do that. Now we can't do that with Anthem. We don't know what the player base numbers look like, um, so it could be in bad shape. Uh, it, it could be one of those slow burn games like Division, where they lose a lot of people kind of in the beginning, and then it slowly rebuilds itself. Not necessarily the game rebuilding itself, but the community kind of coming back. I don't know. Again, I don't know. I feel like this is just a, a, a question that's an attack on the game, disguised as like, a, oh, I'm enjoying the game so far. I. I feel like the question's phrased in a way where you're, try- you're trying to like passively kind of attack the game. Uh, Duplis, I have an idea for a new Colossus ability or an ultimate. What would you think about a Colossus ability where he curls up into a ball and bowls people over? Maybe even uses jetpack to propel himself. I mean, I- this ain't Hook. That feels a little silly. Um, I like better the idea of him getting a sword instead of a shield and then the sword is a primer and it's like a flaming sword uh it can also you know block because that would still need to be like his defensive response but eh, this feels a little silly um i i don't like the idea of them kind of looking like transformers i think they're supposed to be more like mech suits i am rex titan 
What do you think of Bioware's current roadmap? I find it to be a little vague and should be more transparent, showing what is coming uh, so people can actually look forward to things. Well, let me tell you something. The roadmap makes me feel just fine because what it says is we've got a bunch of stuff coming, all right? I don't need to know the specifics of everything that's coming, and I'll tell you why. I'm still playing, and I still have things to do. The game hasn't even been out for a week, so why in the frick are you looking beyond the current existence of the game right now? Why aren't you just playing and getting stuff? I understand the game's short-circuiting a little bit. It's it's stopping short at Grandmaster 1. But have you really made four javelins and gotten a bunch of great loadouts and really played that much? If you really Are you really one of the people that's put in that much time? If you've put in that much time and you're looking at the roadmap with that kind of concern, I suppose that's sensible. But I haven't even done my uh, Interceptor yet. And I have played a lot. I'm not even happy with my loadouts yet. And that'll be a little bit easier with the, with the inscription changes. So I'm not looking at the roadmap for details because I'm playing the base game that launched a week ago. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Now, Donker613, thank you so much for the Prime sub. And a $10 from Dark Death. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to read your question in just a second. Don't use tips to ask questions, guys. I, I don't want anybody to feel like they have to tip money to ask questions. That's not the system we have built here. I will ask your question in a moment. Thank you for the $10. I greatly appreciate it, but I don't want anybody to ever feel you got to give me money to ask me a question. Um, now, the lack of specificity and some of the vagueness developers don't like talking to the public with lots of specificity because sometimes things get pushed back, delayed, or whatever. And so they don't want to promise a bunch of stuff that maybe needs shuffled to the next month or something. So they're a little bit scared sometimes to have like just open door transparency. Because then people will be like, but you said we were getting this on Friday and now I have to wait a week? What? And then it's like you're breaking hearts, right? Everybody's getting, you know, everybody's breaking heart. They feel like, oh no, that's, come on. You see what I'm saying? So I hear where you're coming from, but, you know, a good flipping answer. I was just looking at Destiny's new one compared to Bioware's. Yeah, I mean, Destiny's in a different scenario and, 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 and I don't think it's a fair comparison, Rex. And I love the spazzy, the spazzy Lurve emote, by the way. Um, I... <laughs> I don't think it's a fair comparison because the annual pass at uh, for Destiny 2 has been planned for much longer and it was announced like way, 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 way long ago. So whenever that first annual pass announcement was made, how specific was that marketing materials compared to the marketing materials now? Does that make sense? We're a little bit closer, so that makes sense to have a more detail in in uh, in Destiny's stuff. Digital Marine was seven months. Thank you so much. Okay, I want to go to the $10 tip question, but again... If you guys want to tip and ask questions, I am not asking you to do that. Please, please don't feel that you need to do this. What about the higher? Uh, what about the higher? The the grandmaster, the higher the perks can roll. For example, grandmaster one is twenty five to fifty, then fifty to hundred, then hundred to one hundred and fifty GM to GM three. But all the drop rates are the same. This is the idea. I I actually have this in another video. I, I said you should cap how high inscriptions can can go according to either the activity or the grandmaster level. Um, I don't, it doesn't seem that they want to do that, but I think that'd be another way of being like, Hey, we're being super generous. And then you kind of like inch your way up as you, you know, get the inscriptions and stuff. So <clears throat> also, this is a good thing from Victor mayhem here. Some people don't understand that publicly traded companies have to be very careful with long, long-term plans, uh, due to sec regulations. 
I don't actually know what you're referring to, but I'm interested in what you what you're what you're hinting at. Man of Steel with the next question: Have you done any testing with luck to see if it helps? I'm running 99% and I feel the drops are okay, but could be better. When I had a, a stupid amount of luck on my Colossus, I definitely felt like I was getting way more drops than my other characters. I should have saved all those mod components for experimentation. I got rid of them because I got a bunch of masterwork components and they're all gone. Oh, insider trading laws. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, Soul Requiem. With the fixing of inscriptions, it is possible for them to include the generosity still, right? Or would you say that now would be a less optimal way to go with the loot situation? Okay, fixing inscriptions and increasing generosity, they would have to kind of do what Dark Death just suggested or what I suggested in another video, which is you'd have to cap inscriptions. Because if you're being really, really generous and inscriptions are are rolling far, far better, then you would just go wherever the best like wherever you can get the most drops it's it's loot over time it's always going to be loot over time so if i know i can get a ton of loot from running tyrant mine over and over and over and over again and there's no difference between that or free like i can maybe run free play over and over and over again and there's no difference between that and running like heart of rage or temple of scar or grandmaster 2 or whatever um then when that happens, you're invalidating the spectrum of the content. There's a spectrum of content, right? It gets harder and harder as you go up. So, if they if they go really, really generous and they fix inscriptions, the problem would be you'd be getting drops so fast, and they'd all have such good rolls. It'd be you'd be kind of you'd be kind of min-maxing at too rapid of a rate. So, I would say. If you want to change the inscriptions to make them more targeted and be more generous, you got to keep the inscriptions from being too powerful in the lower tier difficulties. And that would be the solution. Poochie81. This morning, there was a discussion about epic items being better than masterwork in regards to inscriptions. How so? What inscriptions would I look for to give me more shields and faster cooldowns? Right. So Milo was basically saying that epic components can get inscriptions that boost your uh, your like shields and armor and masterwork components cannot so if you get the right epic components you can have such crazy boost to your health and armor they actually make you stronger than the masterwork ones now we're talking raw strength here we're talking your health and your shield okay we're not talking about the actual perks because the mod components do have those unique perks we're just talking raw strength and milo's point when he said this was your gear score matter doesn't really matter and what the reason he was saying that is that you can have a higher gear score than him but when he has all the epic stuff on he may be actually stronger than you because of the inscriptions so, there's a 1.04 update available. Uh, okay, I suppose we can have that going on while we're uh, while we're doing this talk. Um, let's see here. Renegade427, how do you feel about this reasoning? Uh, I might be wrong. Let me put this up instead so we don't have to like look at my desktop. Uh, the loot that drops from a chest or an enemy has in, has to be equal to 100. So if a chest is going to drop to something and a white item accounts for 40 of, and the blue is 30 and the purple is 15, the masterwork is 10 and the legendary 5, that equals 100. If they remove the lower tier items, then do you think that would buff the percentage numbers of the other items? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's telling me that my anthem is up to date. Um, so you guys may just be getting the update that already pushed out today that was because of the um, the tethering update that they made. It's not the loot update. So this sounds great, Renegade, but I don't know if that's how it works. Can uh, Canadian Kid Unchained. Um, this is more of a fact that they are going to add a new color tier of loot than Legendary. I, this I don't that, that's just a statement that I don't even know if it's provable uh, lichen with the removal of white and blue plus the increased drop rate of mass work that they did not say there's an increased drop rate of mass work that was not stated in what I read from reddit um, I feel like nothing will have that vex mytho g horn 1k feeling uh, and every looter shooter needs that carrot how do they fix it I disagree with you uh, I disagree with you because Division 1.8 showered you with loot and it was about getting good loot with really, really good rolls to come up with a really, really strong build. These are different games. So Diablo 3 and Division and Anthem are more about the min-max. They're more about piecing together good gear that also has good perks. Destiny's not quite like that. Destiny's more about you get an iconic gun and that's game-changing right i think there are there are different types of looter loot pursuit games okay loot pursuit games are not always about i've got this item oh my gosh right you're basically when you get like a really good gun in destiny that's like a huge part of your build and you're kind of chasing the roll you're listing exotics vex mytho g horn 1k those are exotics that don't have rolls on them the loot pursuit chase in destiny is kind of multifaceted you can chase those exotics but you can also chase rolls on guns chasing rolls on guns is closer to an equivalency of what you do in anthem if that makes sense so Again, they're different game types. Uh, Peabody. Do you think this loot change is just a step one in the right direction and there's more to come? Because I don't think the loot pool is there to shower loot on everyone. Um, I think the loot pool is there to shower loot on everyone. Because there's four javelins. Each javelin has distinct build differences. So just on the Colossus, I can run Flamethrower and Lightning Coil. Then I can run Shot Coil and I'm running like the Siege Cannon. Then you can run the Mortar Fire uh, and um, I'm trying to think of another detonator on the Colossus. Uh, That's three different builds right there that play very, very differently and have different perks and different benefits. Okay. Now, if I want to have a good build for each of those builds, right? Yeah, you could do Railgun with the Fire Mortar. Okay. If I want to have a good build for each of those and again keep in mind I'm just talking about the Colossus right now and I'm just talking about three builds there are more builds than the three builds I'm outlining but I'm just using these three for an example each of those builds would take a significant amount of time to get exactly where you want them for example the fire mortar railgun you're going to be looking for inscriptions on those items that boost elemental damage um, impact damage I think for the railgun and then you're going to look for mod components to feed that damage as well because that fire is burning and it's landing right then the shock coil 
the shock coil build, the voltaic shock coil that shocks them and freezes them, combined with that that uh, siege cannon that I use to heal myself. Well, on that one, I'm going to look for inscriptions and perks that are adding electricity and ice damage to feed the voltaic coil. So don't you see, like, within each build, there's a min-maxing and a maximization of the efficiency of just that build, and I'm just talking about the Colossus you can you can have probably three to four vastly different builds per javelin and when you're giving into those builds you're not just saying oh I've got a really really great fire mortar and a really really great railgun you're still not done because you could then also chase mod components that feed those abilities and make them stupidly strong And then when you're done with that, all those components that are feeding your fire damage, they do nothing. They do nothing for your build with light, with like the voltaic, with the lightning and the ice. Maximization is not a word. Get a freaking dictionary. Um, So maximization is a word or is it maximizing? I'm pretty sure maximization is a word, isn't it? In any case, you know what I'm saying? Those different mod components are feeding the two the two abilities so i think sometimes people are stopping short they're like well i've got these two abilities and they're pretty good you're not done yet like that is not what you're that's not what you're actually piecing together maximization is a word yeah i swore it was a word yes it's a word thank you get a dictionary all right uh so again like People that are like, there's no loot, there's not enough loot pool to be generous, I completely disagree. And I believe I just kind of proved it. If if I'm getting showered with loot and I'm slowly crafting all those different builds just for my Colossus, that'll take a long freaking time. And that's one javelin. And then I'd go to my next one and my ranger could have a completely different approach to builds. He's got that laser beam that uh, Deathridge came in and told me about like you could you could completely like boost it with elemental damage and it's like a stinking not it's not detonon prime but it's really really strong. And that's totally different than the one that I was doing seeker missile with the frag grenade. And then once you have really good abilities, you feed them with different mod components. And that's why you have five loadouts per javelin. Now, this is where Bioware, I think, needs to see that you're not pulling the player into that mindset. They don't do anything to pull the player into that mindset. They do it at every step of the way. There's no combo tutorial. There's no tutorial on the individual javelins and their movement and how they feel. Don't tell me to go watch some YouTuber. I love my fellow YouTubers, but it needs to be in the game, right? The lack of the the lack of the 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 the, the combo tutorial, tutorial on the actual javelin, and then that doorway, not really getting masterworks, not really getting exposed to those builds is is it's the, the game. It's stopping short for people. They're not getting a taste for what so many of us know and and so many of us have experienced. They're just they're not getting there. 
And I think it's unfortunate because I think the game is good. By the way, if you're enjoying this talk, this back and forth in this Q&A session, I typically do this while playing, but it's late in the day and I've already done a couple of these Q&A sessions today. So I'm just sitting on the title screen so I can get through the questions faster. If you like this style of content, please click the follow button. That's the little heart button. That is a free way to support my content and you won't miss out on these discussions. We do them all the time. We did two talks in Destiny 2, Anthem talks and Q&As, and we're going to be doing them in Division as well. So if you like this style of interactive radio, stick around. There's more to come. Uh, Mop, Mop Cop. I absolutely love the concept of these updates because this game has guaranteed masterwork items. This update, at the very least, fixes all the inscriptions that were absolutely worthless. I do a contract stronghold and I get a masterwork. Why is the guaranteed drop system not enough? Because it's not, it's too transactional, man. Right? It's too transactional. I wish I could subscribe. Love your Q&As. You don't have to subscribe. I don't do sub-trains or sub-goals or sub-a-thons. If you follow and listen and lurk and submit questions, those are all the favorite ways to support. Subbing and tips are on top. Those are cherries on top. You don't ever need to feel that way. Um, It's too transactional. Loot explosion, seeing loot drop, it it does something to the player. I... Again, in a min-maxing game, being generous and letting them comb over loot and craft their build is better than loot being scarce or transactional, and then it's sort of binary. This was a problem in Destiny with static rolls on weapons. It was binary. You either had the weapon or you didn't, and when you got the weapon, you were done. Binary means it's a zero, it's a one. You either have it or you don't, right? Thank you for the prime sub, uh, Greek dude, and thank you for the sub, uh, Dark Death. I appreciate it. The, so, and Face Eater just gifted a sub to you. Uh, do what? Thank you for doing that, Face Eater. So, that's the dilemma right now that I'm concerned with is that you'll do that transactional mod component thing a couple of times a day. You get like three a day. If your buddies have legendary contracts, you can do a couple more. And before you know it, you're going to have good roll inscriptions on all your mod components and kind of be done. And then, like, you'll move on to something else. So, I, I don't think transactional is addicting. And, and, the re- and, and I gave this point, okay? I gave this point when I talked about the pinnacle weapons in Destiny, where you had to run, like, 40 strikes, and you just got a really great... Well, it wasn't actually that great, but let's imagine that it was. You got, like, a pinnacle fusion rifle. Well, the entire time you're running those 40 strikes... There's no excitement, there's no chance, there's no loot pursuit. It's just 39 more strikes, 38 more strikes, 37 more strikes. It's just a transaction of time. There is no loot pursuit. It's put in enough time and it spits out what you need. That isn't the same as, boom, look at all this loot. Oh my gosh, let me comb over it. Okay, this one's a little bit better than this one. Okay, okay, okay. This one, this one. Ooh, this is a really nice one. And then you're kind of combing through the loot. That's a loot pursuit instead of a instead of a, a time exchange. It's just, I don't know. A bad drop can sometimes incentivize you to go again. I just really think that when the guy from Diablo speaks up, his his opinion and input is to be completely and utterly valued above so many others and he basically the gdc quote that they said when they started being generous so people could min max the gdc quote from the presentation they gave they said 
people went from saying I'm just trying to get this good item and they went from saying that to say I'm trying to get a really good version of this item generosity works division 1.8 and Diablo loot 2.0 have proven this why try and reinvent the experiment others have gone ahead and kind of solved the puzzle for you that's my point are there patch notes not yet cheesy J do you think they should make epics more relevant uh, I already answered this about blues and purples lasting longer when is the patch we don't know uh, Vaderlicious I noticed that people leave strongholds early in some cases I'm assuming for efficient loot grind do you think there should be more incentive to finish the strongholds all the way through maybe increased chance of legendary on a boss killed compared to other chests or any ideas you might have enlighten me and here we have another example of why being generous gives you a whole lot more freedom because Bioware could say we really want people to press on till the end the drop rates from bosses are going to be significantly greater than the rest of the drops in the stronghold and the drops for Temple of Scar are going to be a little bit higher than the you know uh, based off average completion time we're looking at that right Tyrant Mines really fast. Temple of Scars really fast with a group that knows what they're doing, but the, the match make Tyrant my, uh, Temple of Scars are going to be slower, right? And then there should be this boom, this big loot explosion from the boss. Heart of Rage? Heart of Rage, there should be a loot explosion at every phase of the boss, incentivizing you to be like, yeah, it takes a long time, but we're coming away with an insane loot haul from every Heart of Rage completion because every phase of the boss fight, there's a loot explosion. This... This is why being generous is so important because when you're not being generous, you're limiting the scope of like how rewarding an event can be and that's what people are going to do. Loot over time, baby. How much loot can I get in a given time period? And they're going to go with the path of least resistance every single time. And that's what the, the guy from Diablo talked about. He said you have to protect players from themselves to a certain degree. Travis Day was basically saying, listen, if it's just loot over time and they take the path of least resistance, they're on the quicker path to burnout because they're engaging with a smaller slice of content. So, I just think being generous gives you so much more freedom and this is another example of an area of the game where they could say, we want people to make it to the end. The boss fight is going to be ridiculously rewarding. You're going to see loot. You're going to loot just showering on the ground and even more so from like Heart of Rage you know, every phase is going to just shower you with loot, and then it's up to the player. If we go into more challenging content, man, we're getting a lot of loot, and that's good for our bills, that's good for our min-maxing, instead of, well, I mean, we get one guaranteed, and maybe some from the chest, so just keep running Tyrant Mine. They still, that's the problem with the inscription patch. The inscription patch does not problem-solve what's going on right now. There's a spectrum of content, and everyone's doing the same thing. Just run Tyrant Mine and Legendary Contracts. You got Free Play. Free Play is diverse, the public events, the world events, the bosses, the mini-bosses, the dungeons. So much happens in Free Play. Everybody's ignoring Free Play. There's regular contracts. There's And then, and then there's the two other strongholds. And everybody's doing this really, really small slice of the game. Tyrant Mine and Legendary Contracts. That's it. That's rap- that, that you're rapidly heading towards people to, 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 to burnout. And inscriptions being better doesn't solve this problem. Generosity solves multiple problems, layers of problems. 
and you tweak generosity according to the encounters uh swiftson with two months thank you very much uh crpld ninja with ten dollars my bad maximization sounded like another made up lono word you're right i don't make up words though incentivization intentionality maximization so many people come in here with small vocabularies and tell me i'm making up words i'm not making up words these are words uh icy alpha dragon five dollars new to the channel you're the most honest smart and entertaining stream i've ever watched love the content Jiminy freaking christmas your compliments your compliments like higher praise than the tip man thank you <laughs> that's very kind of you to say um uh bu- 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 okay next question B Walker, do you think that they should find a way to incorporate masterwork perks from weapons to abilities more? I feel like only Elemental Rage really has synergy with abilities. Uh, the rest seem to only seem to buff the weapons. Yeah, um, there does seem to be, especially if you're running, like unless you're running, yeah, I, I, there, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a misstep there. Um, I would maybe think they could do something along the lines of saying, hey. We've noticed Elemental Rage is like universally effective for basically every build, except for maybe Ranger builds that are more on like impact and explosions. But like eat the Storm and the Colossus, like no matter what build I go with, Elemental Rage is just stupid. Well, actually, I was using Elemental Rage with the the Ranger build that was really strong. Elemental Rage as, a, as an auto rifle is just is just wearing a lot. It's just it's just super super uh, effective. Um, so they're going to have to think about that. And this is why I think they've got a very good elastic game because they can basically say here are underutilized perks. How can we utilize, how can we make these more, more, uh, how can we make these better? And they could just say, well, do this, add this perk, maybe make these stack a little bit higher and then it can compete and let people know, Hey, this gun that you think isn't as good as, as, uh, as the, elemental rage well it stacks much higher now and it causes this to happen which will pair well with this ability over here uh, that, I, I think that right there um, could, could be easy pivots they do in the future for now I'm not concerned too much about being like oh well this gun's too good these other guns aren't as good I don't think that's really the concern we're trying to get to a place where we start to maximize our builds and the road to do that is rocky and people getting through the doorway of even thinking about that is narrow because the drop rates aren't where I think they should be. Uh, Albiro Ricks with $5. Love your Anthem Q&A streams. Very informative. Keep it up. Thank you guys for the tips and the subs. Again, all I ask is that you follow the channel. That's the easiest way to support. Clicking that heart button, that follow button. Thank you for doing that. If you follow content creators on Twitter, I'm getting so, so close to 20k followers, which is going to be kind of cool. So throw me a follow on Twitter. You can use the Twitter command in chat, or if you're listening to this somewhere else later on, at say no to rage at say no to rage on twitter thank you everybody uh, another sub coming in from dub lg thank you uh mop k uh, i like a lot of the loot as much as the next guy but oh i like a lot of loot as much as the next guy but when you say that this isn't the right pivot i disagree it's super important that your first macro work gear actually work well you're not disagreeing with me you're not disagreeing with me you may have missed the point that i made i said this pretty clearly near the end of the talk i said that no, in the middle of the talk. I said broken perks needed to go, but I think a spectrum of bad to very good roles, I think that spectrum is super important. 
um, because that enables them to crank up the generosity because there's a more of a spectrum of you might not get the best roll, but you're getting a lot of drops, right? I agree with you. Broken perks and, and, and rolls on Masterwork that like didn't do anything, they needed to go. They needed to get the frick out of the game. That was confusing and stupid, and I'm glad that they fixed that. So you and I are not in disagreement on that point spectrals do you have a background in game development i do not (laughs) i do not i've done a lot of reading uh and read a lot of commentary from other developers and uh, other journalists and i've been in the industry of like content creation and forums and reddit and thinking through game development i've been in this industry for four years but i'm not a developer no now i work for a small development company so i have sort of generic understandings of Agile development versus waterfall developments, uh, project management that is, you know, set on small iterations of content and making little updates. And I, I work for a company, so I have like a, a very sort of like macro understanding of some of those inner workings. But no, I don't have a development background. FWC Guardian. Do you think harder difficulty is good endgame design for Anthem? Personally, I think it's boring to earn gear to do the same stronghold again. I feel like in Destiny, I'm earning gear to be able to do raids and PvP. I want you to read what you wrote very carefully and think about something with me, okay? Remove PvP from the equation, because most people don't like... Most of the people that grind in Destiny do not go over to PvP. That's not like their intention of their grind, okay? Um... So that that's 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 not a shared thing. So let's just take your your statement of raids. What you're basically saying is you spend all this time grinding in Destiny to go play one activity, but you don't like the idea of earning gear to run a stronghold. Now, in your mind you might think well raids are so distinct and so different than a stronghold, it's not as repetitious. But to me, uh, to me, that's very much the same thing. And the difference is, the difference is, the raid is limited to like three times a week actually helping you. Once you kind of get the gear that you want from the raid, it's completely and utterly irrelevant. And that raid is the only piece of content that matters to you, except for like maybe some nightfall uh, specific loot. Okay, so 90% of Destiny is completely irrelevant once you are quote-unquote strong in Destiny. Now, on the contrary, in Anthem, everything is relevant to you. It's just kind of what you're in the mood for. If your buddies aren't around and you just want to grind free play, go at it. Put it on Grandmaster 1 and just kick your feet up, drink a beer or a Coke, and just have a a little bit more of a laid-back play session in free play. You really want to go after it, Grandmaster 2, Let's go into Tyrant Minor, Heart of Rage. Let's really go after this, and it's more rewarding, and it's a little bit harder, but I've been min-maxing, and I feel stronger. Go for it. There is more elasticity and more relevancy in Anthem because the game kind of comes with you. Again, there's a genre difference here that you can't ignore. Diablo and Division and Anthem are, as I describe it, it's a spiral staircase. You're gearing up to go up. Your sense of power, I think to a certain degree, is more realized in the spiral staircase. Because if you go into the next level difficulty too early, you will get your freaking head caved in. And when you really take the time to min-max and craft, then you go in and you're like, oh yeah, I'm knocking these guys down now, I'm taking these guys down. 
in Destiny, it's like, I'm really strong now. What am I supposed to do? You're at the difficulty of the raid. You're at the delta of the raid once you're max level. So the ads are not a threat to you as long as you're paying the frick attention. You just master the the mechanics and do it over and over again. Now, I love raids in Destiny. I do. I'm not like understating their value, but so much of Destiny's relevancy gets whittled down into a very small, small slice whenever you're max level in Destiny. So I kind of think you're looking through the telescope backwards here. I think you're looking at Destiny as if that's just this huge, awesome endgame when it's basically just a raid and some Nightfall gear. And in Anthem, everything is relevant to you. Now, admittedly, the endgame of Anthem is stopping short. I covered this in my endgame video. We get to Grandmaster 1 and it kind of it kind of stops, right? right? It's like stopping short when the, and the seatbelt grabs you. There, there's Grandmaster 2 and 3 and the other harder strongholds. There's just no point in running them. It's stopping short. That needs addressed, but to a certain extent, I don't think the lion's share of the player base is even to the point where that really matters. Do you have four javelins kind of like decked out with Masterworks gear and are you really have you really spent the time farming Grandmaster 1 probably not now if you have I understand where you're coming from but you're kind of playing at an inordinate speed to even get to that level like I put in almost 80 hours and I don't even I haven't even started my interceptor yet uh, Sorrow says, I don't agree with your analysis. Masterworks are not that scarce with guarantees from Grandmaster 1 strongholds. Scar runs are 10 to 15 minutes and legendary contracts crafting, even if not ideal, will make us much stronger and then we can handle Grandmaster 2 easily. And they said they're looking into Grandmaster 2 and 3 more rewarding so that at that point drop rates will get better. Thoughts? I appreciate the way you've structured your argument because I think you're right. I think having that tipping point into Grandmaster 2 and 3 and seeing that sense of reward go up is important. I don't disagree with you there. I don't necessarily agree because, as I said, Masterwork and Masterwork builds are a doorway into the fun factor. And right now, because of the lack of generosity, everyone's running Tyrant Mine and Legendary Contracts, and that's it. And so, I think, number one, that's too narrow. And number two, the turnover rate there, you're assuming everybody can do what you do. You, oh, you put SCAR runs 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, see, that's sort of a biased sampling. I don't think most of the player base is having that experience. I think most of the player base is matchmaking into Tyrant Mind, taking about 20 minutes to get it done, and getting one thing. And if they play for an hour or two... What is that? That's three abilities an hour, and then the legendary contracts throw a couple of those in. If they do a two-hour play session, that's like a handful of masterworks. Now, them fixing the inscriptions is nice, but again, I just think there's there's so much more... Think about the synchronicity between going from Grandmaster 1, whether you're doing free play or forges... I'm sorry, not forges, or strongholds, or legendary contracts, okay? No matter where you are in Grandmaster 1, you're getting a lot of masterworks that's enabling you to experiment, try different builds, and hunt for good inscriptions, okay? You're doing those three things. That's exactly what you're going to do in Grandmaster 2. So that's my point. Give people a taste of what they're going to be really doing in the end game. Like, get them, get them hooked on, get them hooked on that. If it's this, like, 
it's a guarantee and you gotta do you can only do three a day and then you know if you're matchmaking into into tyrant mine it's like 20 minutes uh you know and then and then you know that's that's if you play two hours or so you know it's like six abilities maybe that's if you're not doing any legendary contracts and you know and then when you get into grandmaster 2 it's gonna be really really generous and it's like why not have it kind of just feel like the slope goes up so there's not this there's not this huge difference like when you get to grandmaster 2 you assume that the rewards are better and more prevalent and more and more uh, abundant but there's not like this man i'm so glad to be done with grandmaster 1 gee many frick it's just the turnover rate was so slow uh, I think there's just a better a better flow. I hear where you're coming from. I don't necessarily think it's terrible. Don't misunderstand. Like I don't want to sound like I'm being hyperbolic. I think it's again when we look at Division 1.8 and we get look at Diablo Loot 2.0 and the input from I keep forgetting his name. I can't I can't remember his name. The input from Travis Day about being generous. I think their experimentation with generosity gives us enough confidence that it won't hurt the game's longevity. They've kind of proven it's counterintuitive, but it works so well because of everything I've said thus far about it. Jeremy, does this feel like a band-aid patch? What are your thoughts on how to follow up on this patch to make the game more enjoyable? I don't necessarily know if it's a band-aid patch because it was needed. It was definitely needed. The the broken perks needed to go. They they were they were uh they needed to go. So that was something that needed to happen like today. And so I'm glad whoops, I clicked on something. I'm so I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they they fixed that. That's not that's not to me it's not band-aid. Now, the reason I did my video, my talk is because we're in the we're, we're in the early stages of the game and the game's already had bad reception, right? There's already been poor reception of the game, okay? Um, thank you, Sorrow. Yeah, no problem. And I appreciate the disagreement, by the way. Uh, the, we're, we're, we had bad reception. The game wasn't received all that well. So right now, being generous and getting people hooked is more important than being cautious, <laughs> Right? Like, here's what I would have been a little bit more in favor of. Get rid of the broken, get rid of the broken perks, but leave everything else alone. Don't give me better versions automatically, right? Get rid of the broken ones, but say, hey, we realize you guys are kind of new to the game and we want it to be fun and we want you to kind of get good versions and good roles. We want you to experience some of those end game things. So we've turned the drop rates up just so people can, can kind of get a taste, Okay. Because they're holding Grandmaster 2 and 3 in their back pocket, for frick's sake. Like, that could be the real, nah, you guys think you're you guys think you're getting everything right now. Oh, just you wait. Just you wait. Grandmaster 2 and 3, it's really going to get wild. Right now, you should just be focusing on really maximizing your builds. So, and, and, and I say that because my concern would be making inscriptions better doesn't speak to the people that feel the game's not generous enough the general consensus on reddit that i gathered was if you somebody said it so perfectly like if you want to kill this game real fast make the loot dry up because that's what will drive people away that's my that's my primary concern is you're driving people away they don't necessarily know inscriptions are better either all they know is stuff's not dropping they're doing free play. They're doing contracts, you know, and maybe they do a legendary contract or 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 a grandmaster stronghold, and they get that one drop. But they're just like, and the stuff's not dropping. 
I don't care if inscriptions are better. Just give me stuff. That's usually the attitude <laughs> of people in looters, loot pursuit games. Is like, give me some stuff, you know? And it's dissonant. Think about what we're saying, okay? You're getting whites and greens and blues and purples like you're like you're standing on the side of the street at a parade, you know? Candy, candy, candy. You're like, oh yes. And then you're like, oh man, now I'm gonna go after masterworks and start really working on my bills. And you're like, you're John Travolting. You're like, where are the masterworks? Oh, I got one here. Oh, I got one there. You know, you're. It's like this really dissonant phase in the chase. Because then people like the last question said, well, they could make Grandmaster 2 really, really rewarding. So picture it like a chart. It's like stuff's dropping, stuff's dropping. You're swapping gear, swapping gear, just uh, constantly dismantling and re-equipping stuff. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, now you're on the Masterwork Hunt. Ooh, boom. And you hit this like bottom plateau shelf. We're like, this is really unrewarding. You're like, ugh, it's taking forever. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to try Grandmaster 2. And oh my gosh, Grandmaster 2 is so rewarding. That... It's just like this big poof, just big drop off. Instead of just having this steady slope where you, you feel like there's just this clear upward mobility and upward trajectory in the game. Knob. I agree crafting is a no-go for endgame the way it is currently designed. What do you think would be a solution uh, for the current crafting system? Thoughts on capping inscriptions for craftable gear? Most people have pushed back on my concern about crafting by saying you can't craft legendaries. Again, as I just said, this feels dissonant. Loot's dropping. Boom, 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 Purples, purples, blue, like, you know, greens, blues, purples. Yeah. And then you get into Masterworks and you're like, oh, well, frick, now I got to grind for mats because that's just a better way to do it. And I'm just going to craft all my Masterworks. And then you're going to start chasing legendaries. It just feels out of place. It doesn't feel like a, it doesn't feel like a a one foot in front of the other progress. It's like now all of a sudden the whole grind is changed and I, I get guarantees, but it just seems maybe better to, to 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 craft. You see what I'm saying? It just it feels dissonant. It feels like it's just this huge shift in rhythm. It's like I'm going from first gear to second gear to third gear to fourth gear, and then also it's like it's like oh man, I gotta drop it down a second. And I'm not getting drops nearly as often. And I'm just, oh, and I can craft. That's different. And then we slowly build our way back up. And then I'm assuming Grandmaster 2 and 3, there'll be a clear reward path for legendaries. Um, you know? Uh, Man of Steel. Does the frequency and speed at which... Uh, I think you put Masterwork instead of BW. Masterwork, oh, I'm sorry. No, you didn't. Does the frequency at speed at which Bioware updates the game give you any pause as to what we've heard from other devs about how hard and long it is to have an update go live? Cough Bungie, cough Massive. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whenever you're uh, updating your game, there have to be sometimes systems put in place for quick tweaks. Now, not everybody has created agility within their systems. Bungie's main problem is they're using a modified uh, a modified Tiger engine, and the modified Tiger engine is old and outdated, and it's arduous and slow. That's been established. Every internal leak about Bungie that has ever come across our table has made it very clear they just, for the love of Frick, can't do anything quickly with their game. All right? I don't know about Massive, okay? I don't. 
but Bioware, my interaction with Mike, Mike Gamble the one night, he said, we've got systems in place to make these quick pivots and changes. They planned, they knew. Give them credit. You can hate the game. You can say the game sucks and is bland. But they really had foresight and said, we have got to be able to adapt quickly to the wins and requests of the community or the game will die. Because uh, if you think about it, if you think about it, if if Bungie would have been able to do some of the updates that they did in um, Forsaken, right? If they would have been able to piece some of those updates together on our way to Forsaken, I think Destiny would have been in much better shape for Destiny 2. If they would have slowly gotten rid of the, the, the static roles, if they slowly instituted random roles, if they slowly got rid of double primary, Forsaken could have landed and been more of a focus on the content and the loop and the actual loot pursuits, but instead Forsaken has to land and basically do a bunch of like, we gotta pick this piece out and put this piece in and screw this down and take this out, cause they couldn't like piecemeal it. So I want you to imagine what Bungie did with Forsaken and everything I just kind of said, what happens in six months? I think Anthem's gonna be, I think a lot of people are gonna make videos and come back and be like, Anthem is a different game now. It'll be a lot of that Division 1.8 like resurgence, but I think they're gonna get there much faster. It's not gonna take a year. It's not gonna take a year. Just because the, the, the main, here's why this is so important. Here's why this is so important. A lot of uh, a lot of people have said, and I have said this, that Forsaken is like the template going forward for uh, for, for for Destiny. Forsaken's the template going forward. Well, we had to wait a year to get to that template and to get those foundational fixes, right? And now they can kind of build off that template. Well, what if? these internal systems and loot reward paths and masterwork and inscriptions and crafting they can get all this tweaked over the next like month or two and now they've got their real good foundation that's kind of like interlocked with community expectation and it's really strong and they just build on top of that that puts them ahead that's why I've told people I feel like this game is in much better shape with elasticity for expansion and loot loot pursuit service game than Destiny 2 because Destiny 2 is just now I said they've come out of like the recovery room Um, and so I think that that that's a a position that we can we can look forward to being in because I think they're doing they're they're not just patching bugs and glitches they're literally adjusting internal mechanisms of reward and pursuit and grind within a week of the game coming out that is in some respect that's unheard of where the dust is it's so cloudy right now nobody can focus on what's really happening it's like the game sucks and angry joe and skill up ripped it a new one and har 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 and it's like yeah but the game's been out for literally a week Two weeks if you count early access. It's been out for two weeks. And they've been making rapid changes to the internal systems and mechanisms of reward and and how some of the javelins play and some of their perks and some of their benefits. And the game just came out. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) But we're not talking about that. You know, we're talking about $20 microtransactions that were fake. You know, that wasn't true. wasn't accurate. And 
the absence of loot and gear that is actually in the game, but, you know, it's it's easier to do, like, armchair criticisms of the game instead of actually engaging with it, you know? I've never seen response time like this. Usually, the type of stuff that we get right now, we get, like, a month later, not a week later. Now, the sound glitches and the crashes and the bugs and the optimization, that's the stuff that, unfortunately, I think is going to take longer. And the sad thing is, those are more foundationally important. Because if people can't play, they're not they don't they don't they don't care that you're making all those improvements. If anything, those improvements are kind of more frustrating. It's like, that's great you improve the loot system. I keep getting the audio glitch. That's great you improve the loot system. Uh my CPU's running at hundred percent. So they've gotta figure out uh they've gotta figure out how to do some of that faster. Um So uh, San, uh, Santans says, or oh, Satan's says, do, uh, do you think with the changes, uh, to no worries or greens dropping on level 30, the loot table will increase? We don't know. I asked for an answer and I didn't get it. I didn't get an answer. Uh, infidel 1976. Do you think we should be able to customize our weapons? Just like we be able to do our gear. Um, I could see them saying, uh, hey, you know, we want to add some customization to guns. I could see them doing that later on, but it's not a front burner issue right now. Uh, Photos 17. I'm also worried about loot changes. Uh, They should have left the instructions, uh, should have stayed the same. Oh, inscription should have stayed the same, but drops increase. Disagree, kind of. I think they should have fixed the broken inscriptions, but yeah raise the drop rate and let people come over bad to good drops and let that be kind of the loot farm because again I can't stress this enough if loot drops are scarce and you put in two hours and you feel like you're never seeing masterwork that is a huge turnoff. if you're grinding and loot drops are consistent right then you feel that sense of reward and you're going to keep chasing. Well, the hardcore player is going to get bored really quick. They're going to get stuff too fast. That isn't true. They will go for really good versions, the best possible roles. Hardcore players have proven they will chase the best version of the gu- of the stuff if you're showering them with loot. They don't check out because you're being generous. Icy Alpha Dragon. I haven't played the game, but I have watched many videos online. Should I believe the massive amount of negativity online, or is it just a bandwagon hating? Listen, you gotta you gotta take it all. Like there are people that came at this game and wanted a Mass Effect style story, and they didn't get it, so they kind of checked out, and they didn't really give the, the the story a chance. They they admit they admit that in their reviews. They didn't even want to interact with the NPCs because, well, what I what I'm doing isn't going to impact the story. So who the frick cares? So they don't interact with any of the NPCs. Well, that's a mechanism of story delivery that they just decided wasn't worth their time, right? There are people that make statements about the loot system and the weapons that are completely inaccurate, and then they jump to a conclusion that the loot system and the combat's boring. Well, you seem to not have interacted with a lot of it if you're saying that, because you literally just got done saying things about the loot and stuff that's not true. So you gotta be careful. I don't think it's like a, a hate train. I think that the game had things about it that were disappointing and I think it's easier to focus on those things and kind of set a negative tone than it is to be nuanced and careful and highlight both the good and the bad so I'm never going to try and convince you to buy the game 
but I feel like I highlight the good and bad pretty consistently. Even today, I've, I've talked about how I don't think their pivot is the right pivot on the loot. And then yesterday, I talked about the end game, and I talked about the good, the bad, and the misunderstood. I highlighted things that are short-sighted right now with the end game. So, I listen... I create the content that I would watch. I would much rather listen to somebody who's highlighting good and bad than somebody who seems unable to say anything good other than like superficial things like it's a pretty game. I it's just very very hard for me to listen to somebody who is consistently negative and it's even harder to listen to what they're saying when 15 minutes into their video they say like five things that aren't true. Uh, it makes it really difficult because this whole idea that like the negative reviews are more honest, I it just is laughable considering how much inaccuracy is in the negative reviews that I watched. Uh, Sage Soul, when is the time to transfer from normal to hard? I'm still working through story around level 18. Don't even really worry about that. I mean, if you try hard and it feels good, then just do it. You're gonna get more stuff. You, you get more XP. Um, level up a little bit quicker. Just do what feels natural. Try it out and just see. I don't know if there's an actual... I don't know if there's an actual perfect time to switch. Just try it, is what I would say. Uh, Vaderlicious. Do you think that all Masterworks dropping at 45 and Legendaries at 47 seems kind of lame? If this will always be the case, then Grandmaster 2 and 3 should theoretically be obtainable with the current drops in the game. The only variation is in the inscriptions since there are there's no difference in the static perks on the items. How do you think they will approach this? It's actually, I think, one of the challenges that they have. And I'll tell you why. If going to Grandmaster 2 is just more rewarding, uh, <laughs> you... You, you you might not actually even really feel like it's worth it because they're creating a little bit of a problem for themselves that I didn't even highlight in my video. If inscriptions are more naturally better and you're getting the guaranteed drops and then the crafting materials, let's say you get a really great build for your Colossus and you feel like, man, the inscriptions are on point, okay? Then you go to Grandmaster 2 and you feel strong and you feel good about that. And they've said, oh yeah, Grandmaster 2 is more rewarding now. You're getting more drops. You're kind of like, who the frick cares? All my stuff's pretty good right now and you're just dropping more Masterworks for me. There has to be, I think, a, a greater reason than increased generosity. Well, Lono, why wouldn't they just make the inscriptions stronger or raise the level of the Masterworks? That's a really good idea. You just invalidated all my hard work. Everything I grinded for is now invalidated super, super fast. That's another reason to lean into the generosity mode. You lean into the generosity mode, and I'm grinding, I'm grinding, I'm getting tons of stuff. Sweet, I got a really awesome build. Let me go into Grandmaster 2. Generosity hits, and they're higher. Maybe their inscriptions are higher. Maybe their level's higher, so their their base stats are higher, Right? It's not as painful to replace your gear because you know, you know what? Generosity's banging, man. It's not a big deal, right? It's not a big deal. But the problem is, is when you make the transition from Grandmaster 1 to 2 painstakingly slow of like, finally got it. Okay, this is pretty good. Finally got it. Okay, this is pretty good. And you do this like meticulous building aspect. And then you go to Grandmaster 2. How are they going to incentivize you to like... To, to replace your gear. Oh, we're going to give you more masterworks. Well, I mean, I already have all the ones I needed. You made the inscriptions naturally better, so how are these inscriptions better? 
Um, oh, I got it. We'll make the inscriptions higher in percentage, or we'll raise their base stats. They're, you know, they'll be higher. Well, wait, though. But, so now all this stuff I painfully combed over, slowly getting, not generosity, mind, mind you, but the slow, slower pace, scarce loot... I just slowly got all this stuff and now I'm replacing it as soon as I earned my way into Grandmaster 2. But if the theme is consistent, whites, greens, blues, purples, and masterworks, yeah. Ooh, this is nice. This is nice. This is nice. Ooh, I'm ready. I'm strong. Going to Grandmaster 2. You're already in that mindset of like, it's not that big of a deal to start swapping and replacing stuff because you're in that you're in that generosity mode, that combing over loot piles mode. Again, it's too it's too like halting. It's like, oh, it just slows down, man. It's so scarce. Grandmaster. One is freaking. Oh, I finally got some. Okay, sweet. Now what am I gonna do? Go into Grandmaster Two and replace it all? Do you see? Like it's just. If there's this, like I said, it's like this consistent slope up where the generosity going up and the and the and the inscriptions and the level going up wouldn't be as frustrating. So generosity is got. I, I think I've made I, I think I've made a pretty decent case today that generosity has far-reaching positives and implications, and their pivot on inscriptions is actually potentially going to cause more 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 frustration and and less engagement, and then it's going to make it a little bit difficult to. Why am I going to run Grandmaster Two? What are you going to do? And if you make it to where I'm replacing all my gear, that's kind of frustrating because you made that grind in Grandmaster One super slow. Not super slow, but slower than it would be with generosity. Um, do you think generous loot would invalidate the harvesting mechanic and stats? No, because here's I would see it as a rhythmic behavior, Aeon. You're like, you're grinding, you're grinding, you're grinding. Sweet, 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 sweet. You know what? Let me I got a bunch of I got a bunch of mats. Let me crank out a couple of these and see if I can't get a good one. Ah! I, I didn't get one. Or oh I did! And it's rhythmic. It's like, well, I'm out of mats now. Let's go back and grind. It would. Be, I, I think it would be. It would be a rhythmic behavior, and it wouldn't. It wouldn't be the centerpiece of the chase. But remember, that's rhythmic because there's this generosity factor. There's this pull back out into the world. Like I need to be grinding. The drops are so good. I don't want to just sit here and craft all day. If the loot drops are scarce, crafting kind of becomes a pillar in the grind. You know, like what Eugene is saying, generosity, crafting, and rerolling complemented each other in divi- division. They didn't invalidate the, the each other. They worked together. Scarcity of loot combined with cheaper crafting costs. Crafting is going to inch up in importance, and that that guts the pursuit. That guts the grind. You're more worried about mat conversion and or, or, or mat farming and 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 crafting. <laughs> Thalamus. Do you think if they change crafting to craft a random masterwork from maybe certain categories like assault rifles, components, etc., you could choose from? That way, you wouldn't still get ex- you would still get excited if you see it when it's an upgrade. I mean, I'm gonna be on- I'm gonna be honest. I don't think you want to. Um, I don't think you want to completely change the nature of uh, of crafting. 
let's not change existing systems to be different than they are we can tweak their function you're changing their function and I don't want to do that it's too early you start changing function you're gonna break stuff like if you tweak how easy or hard something is you're not changing the function of it you're changing the function of crafting with your idea uh, we had some subs come in that I don't know if I called out. Dub LG with a with a with a sub, a prime sub from Lord uh, Karnath, and then Vain Sacrilege with a prime sub. I'm sorry it took me a while to call some of those out. We were kind of getting into the trenches here. Sawson, I'm relatively new to the game, just hit level 30, but uh, in my humble opinion, oh, you had to resubmit. There aren't enough mods components to allow for neat builds. I've dealt with this two or three questions ago. Disagree, hard disagree. Huge amount of diversity just within each javelin. I can build three to four completely different builds for my Colossus. Once I have the build of like flamethrower and lightning coil, then I can farm for components that buff and build my electricity and my flame damage. And then I go and I run another one with Voltaic and my uh, my siege cannon. I'm gonna and I'm gonna go for mod components that feed those abilities and make them stronger. Hard disagree on this and I believe a lot of the reviews have put forth this idea and it's not a representation of the diversity and the depth with each individual build and the grind that it takes to get them has been completely understated and misrepresented by most of the negative reviews uh smedication yeah shot coil melee flamethrower melee you could spec to be a crazy flamethrower melee idiot and just buff the melee and buff the flame damage Come on, man. There's so much depth to the builds. Just so many people don't see it. I fault Bioware a little bit for this. This is why I think it's important to really, really shower people with Masterworks to give them that taste and to give them that picture of those potential builds. Some education. How do you uh, feel to be able to reverse primers and detonators? So having the ability to set your own primers and detonators on any abilities. Terrible, terrible idea. (laughs) Um... Too much freedom ends up restricting freedom. And I, I talked about this the other day. If you give players too much freedom, you can end up accidentally restricting freedom. And what I mean is this. There is intrinsic balance when they design a certain um, ability and they say, this is a primer. And then they build another one and they say, this is a detonator. There's sort of intrinsic balance and things are kind of kept in check by doing that. If you suddenly were able to just change those things, you could create imbalance and broken too, like builds that are too strong. When you come up with builds that are too strong, the developers left with a choice. They either nerf those abilities and frustrate the people that maybe aren't doing the broken build, they just suddenly know that their ability is weaker, or they have to legislate to the broken builds and make the content so difficult as to basically say, the only way you're beating this content is if you go with the broken build. So, un- unfettered freedom leads to less freedom or just completely invalidated content. It's like everything's just so easy because you can just make whatever you want, do whatever you want, and then boom, you got a broken build. So, I, I think you-, you have to do it the way that they've done it. They create an ability and that, that ability has an identity and an intrinsic balance. So when they set it as a debt or a primer, it kind of needs to stay there. Now, melees changing from debts and primers, I'm more open to because those function in a very specific way. So if you could suddenly prime with your melee as a colossus and it was like a sword, 
that gives you freedom in your build, but that's not like broken. You're not creating builds that are insane. You can get up close to people in melee already, right? You're not like, well, now that I can make this a dead and this a primer, this look at the damage I can do, and you kind of break the game. Uh, put in work says. How would you feel about gear optimization from the division in Anthem? Optimization allowed you to dump hard to find resources into gear to slightly increase the stats until they max out. Do you think this is appropriate or should harder content yield higher stat bonuses? I'm going to go back to what Eugene said when he said generosity and crafting and like optimization played well together. This idea without generosity, I don't think is good because... Again, the scarcity of loot is making it hard for people to kind of cross over into build mentality. Scarcity of loot then makes you just kind of settle. You're like, well, I'll just keep this one, and then I'm going to mat farm and dump resources just to slowly raise the stats. Loot pursuit is addicting because of like that 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 dopamine satisfaction of like seeing the pretty things drop, the little twinkly lights, right? there's just something so static and boring about being like well I finally got something I'll just settle and then I'll just I'll just time sink just I'll just whatever time sink is required to get the most mats I'll just do that and then I'll just dump the mats into the into the into the ability and just slowly boost it that's boring that's boring oh that's subjective Lono that's your opinion yeah, if you want to hook people with a loot pursuit, again, I think the generosity of Division 1.8 and the loot 2.0 system in Diablo 3 are proof that generosity is more addicting than just time sink. Uh, Beer Pie. Do you think they should cap inscription amounts on Grandmaster 1? I already got this question from someone's tip. I, I think this is something they could consider doing, but again, the danger is if it's if loot is scarce and you go into Grandmaster 2 and now all the inscriptions are higher that slow methodical piecing together of your build and then immediately getting into a grandmaster 2 where it's like well now you're slowly replacing all those things that you've like worked hard to find and craft and invest in if generosity is a consistent theme it's not as jarring to get to grandmaster 2 and start replacing gear cuz you're accustomed to a quicker turnover rate of stuff so uh, sorry if this was mentioned before. If Anthem introduced a PvP branch, do you think it would work better to pop in like the Crucible in Destiny or in an open world? I don't want PvP in the game. PvP in games lo- make game modes, uh, games like this are terrible and awful. And I have played Destiny for four years and it has been literally uh, a thorn in the side of the game's power fantasy and has caused lots of nerfs and frustration. And I never, ever want to see PvP come to Anthem. Ever. Sino. Any thoughts on why this was pushed right before March with the new updates coming? Perhaps getting a good state uh, to add the new items into content? It could have to do also with, like, um, fiscal year. (laughs) It could have to do with that, too, so I don't know. When's the loot patch coming? Don't know. Do you think it would have made more sense to have each Javan level up independent of the pilot once at 30, whites and greens are pointless? Um... Uh, when I transitioned from my Colossus to my Ranger, I actually kind of liked how I was sort of already in the mode of like looking for the purples and hoping for Masterworks. It's jarring and dis- maybe a little bit disorienting to go from like, yes, 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 oh sweet, I've kind of got my my Colossus where I want him. He's all purple or he's got all Masterworks. 
and then I'm like down in the the trenches of cannon fodder loot that you just throw your you know whites greens blues like I just I I that would have been jarring it felt smooth it felt right to me that's my that's my opinion you might disagree but I I just felt like it felt right it's like I'm in the end game now let's get this ranger some dope stuff right because when you're in the mindset of like build chasing and masterworks the last thing you want to do is like slog through the transaction of time of like whites greens blues purples like you're just kind of earning your way with time to get to the point of like doing masterworks you've already earned your way to that so uh adzim maybe i misunderstood you earlier this morning but did you say that gm2 and three enemies and bosses have different mechanics I was told, word of mouth, on a stream, they said, when you go into the higher Grandmaster abilities, uh, I'm going to the higher Grandmaster levels, some of the abilities and attack patterns of the enemies change. I was told that, so. By the way, if you're new to the stream and you're enjoying the content, it's like interactive radio. I pick a topic, I do a little segment, and then after the little segment's over and I talk through my talk, I take questions from the audience. If you like this style of content, thank you so much for being here. Be sure to click that follow button. That is the little heart button, and you won't miss out on these streams. I do this in Destiny as well, and I plan to do it in Division. So if you like the idea of like a podcast interactive style, typically up here I'm doing gameplay and playing while answering questions, but I was a little shorter on time, so I can get through the questions faster, just kind of sitting on the title screen. And when I'm not doing this segment, the gameplay is full screen. So thanks so much for being here. Uh, Undead. How long do you think it'll take for them to make the grenade recharge component for rangers actually work? Got no freaking clue, my man. Hopefully soon. We don't like to see perks not work. They're fixing the broken inscriptions. I would think stuff like that is next in line. I would hope. Uh, Black Joker. They never said you would get the perfect inscription every time, just uh, just the right one. You will still have to find the right percentage for said inscription. Does that leave room for upping the loot drop rate? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe this is phase one. This is a good point. Thank you, Black Joker, for making this point. This is actually a really good question. This could be phase one in their mind. All right, phase one, let's get these inscriptions right, okay? All right, now let's look how fast people are getting, like, primo inscriptions. Okay, all right, loot drops could could afford to go up. And then they turn the dial up. So this could be, like, a phase one of fixing the loot system, but they don't want to, like, tell us increase in drops is coming, you know? So, again... I my point wasn't necessarily like ease of getting good rolls just that they're better rolls and with the scarcity of drops I fear people will just settle you know they're like fine I freaking drop rates are so dadgum low fine this is good enough let me I'll move on I'll switch to my other javelin don't you see like exhaustion will settle in a little bit right exhaustion kind of settles in on the player and they settle or they start mad farming and they're like I'll just try and like make one I don't think that's the mentality you want for the player and I'm going to keep coming back to my initial statement and motto on this subject masterworks are a doorway into fun and good builds and if people don't get that taste you're going to lose them before they get to the best part of the game and that would be a big big shame I didn't mean to make that rhyme Uh, trip uh, trip hazard when the loot is in a good place, and I know this might be further down the road, do you think we should be allowed to be able to change a single inscription, for example? If we get near a god roll, three inscriptions are top-notch, and one sucks, do you think we should be able to roll a single inscription, but for an increased cost? 
I don't want to answer in the negative or the positive on your question because like I don't know what that would do to the elasticity of the game and the expansion and the changing and the power creep and all those things that could happen. We kind of have to get there first. I want to initially say I'd probably be okay with this as long as it was pricey and not super easy to do. So it's like a capstone. You're kind of like, okay, this is this is this is it. This is the one. And I'm really okay. And now I'm gonna. I've been saving these up. I'm gonna spend these to fix this one inscription. Boom. I'm done with this gun. This is the best version of the gun, right? I, I could see that being okay. I just kind of want to lean back, like I don't really want to answer this in the affirmative or the, or the negative because it's like uh, this could be more problematic than it is helpful because we're just not there yet. Grandmaster two and three have got to be figured out. Uh, uh, nin- M- M- Mela Ninja Mutant. So are you saying if you put in the loot pools in Destiny and turn on difficulty settings on each planet, then Destiny would keep its relevancy? Yeah, if every planet had a loot pool that mattered with cool stuff to chase, bounties at the NPC, and those bounties could only be done when you raise the difficulty to your current power level, then yeah. Every season they're like, hey, hey guess what guys? The new power cap is 750. Yeah, so get to 750 and then... And then, when you get to 750, there's all these bounties and all these guns on all the planets. Every planet's got one or two, you know, two or three new guns. Every gun's got, like, a pinnacle version you can chase. And you're doing those bounties, right? Like, I think think that would be a really, really great way to keep raising the relevancy of every planet, every public space, every loot pool. Just keep bringing it along with you, you know? They don't have to do a ton. You don't have to do a ton of weapons every season, just a couple per planet. There's eight public spaces. There's eight NPCs just on the planets. Then there's the Drifters of Allah. You know what I'm saying? Similar to what they're doing in Anthem. Interceptor today? Uh, probably not. <laughs> uh, Bry... 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 Cream. I believe they need to add more difficulties with uh, smaller in terms of mob scaling and loot drop percentage. Thoughts? I think you're doing... You're doing like the big picture changes that just are we don't need to really even go down that road right now because in my mind that's just so foundational to the game i've continued to say tweak the existing systems grandmaster 2 is going to do this it's going to be rewarding in this way grandmaster 3 is going to be rewarding in this way you're creating a whole nother hierarchy of, of 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 structure and system and damage and everything that we don't need that right now. I don't need them to retool the whole game. Make the current buckets and mechanics and elements work better is how I would is how I would put it. Zookeeper Chris, was the Shaper Surge free play event ever implemented? Uh, it was listed on the roadmap uh, for February. I actually don't know if that's happened yet. I'm I'm not sure. The Koi. Do you think Anthem needs an exotic item type? It just feels like Masterwork becomes the next epic, then Legendary becomes the next Masterwork. There's not a lot of strong feeling of class or build uh, build defining items, in my opinion. I, again, just am going to have to disagree with you significantly here. When I got my Legendary Frag Grenade that feeds me alt energy, that is build defining for the Ranger. I have a build centered around that grenade, and then I could start to get mod components to feed that grenade strength and power and efficiency. And then that feeds my alt. So, 
I, I disagree very, very strongly here. Now, I, you're, to the beginning of your question, do we need an exotic item type? I believe your request for an exotic item type is based on something that I'm, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with your premise that there's like this absence of really strong items and roles. I don't agree with that. I think what people, I think the mistake people are making is this. They're like, oh, frag grenade, frag grenade, frag grenade. They're all frag grenades. Well, hang on just a minute. <laughs> the difference between an epic frag grenade, a masterwork frag grenade, and a legendary frag grenade is it's stepping up, and then once you get that really, really strong one, and the inscriptions are, are really banging on all cylinders, and feeding you that, like, okay, 700% alt energy, you know, and then the damage from it can get fed from other things, that's when you start to see, oh, this masterwork or legendary item is actually super influential over my playstyle. But I don't think people are getting there because I think, again, I think the game struggles to like pull people into that vision of, oh, look at how strong this actually is. Because they see it's just another frag grenade. It What? I've been getting frag grenades since my first white item in the game and I think that's where some of the game falls a little short with teaching the player there's no tutorial on combos there's there's no tutorial on the individual javelins and how they move and how they should kind of play and there's not really like a hey once you start getting masterworks they you know really pay attention to like how strong they are and how they're really going to change now something they could have done Visually, hindsight's twenty twenty here. Okay, <laughs> it always is. Hindsight's twenty twenty. When you get a masterwork frag grenade, everything about it should look different. The icon should look different. It's got a name, and then the perks. And what that would do is, it would really like, it would sort of passively tell somebody, "Oh, this is this is different. It's a grenade, but but look, the picture's different. The color's different. Look at the text here. Look at what it says it does." But instead, they just see another frag grenade symbol, and they're like, cool. Oh, it adds ult energy. I mean, I guess I'll try that out. Like, I think it struggles. And again, I'm going to keep going back to my point. Masterworks are a doorway to fun builds, and if masterworks are too difficult to get or too scarce, nobody's getting to that point. I apologize. My kids are making noises above me. I'm usually not doing this segment this late in the day. I'm usually doing it earlier in the day when the house is a lot more quiet. So I apologize for my children. They're three and five. They're adorable and fun, but they're quite loud on the wooden floors. So that's why I think like generosity is is an important like tipping point so people can start to see because like what your question is saying is something that I don't believe is true once you start to get the right items and you try the right builds you're like oh like look how strong I am so uh Thundrox how do you feel about the fact that support items don't have a mass worker legendary uh vacancy that needs filled uh, yeah I'm not sure what's going on uh, not sure what's going on. Yeah, where are they? <laughs> where are they? Guys, I know a lot of you might be coming down from Co. I know Co shut down. Really dope guy. Really awesome homie. Hopefully he had a good show. If you're coming down from his stream into my stream, uh, thank you so much for being here. SNTR Presents, the little thing above me. This is a segment that I do on my channel. It's meant to be like an interactive radio show podcast style of thing. SNTR stands for Say No to Rage. That's the name of the stream. I pick a topic. 
I talk about it, and then I take your questions. Usually, I'm doing gameplay and playing at the same time, but I was short on time, and I can go through questions faster when I'm not playing. And when I'm not doing this segment, the gameplay is full screen. So if you like this idea of like segmented content, it's like an interactive radio show and you get to be a part of it, then please click the follow button. That's a free and easy way to support what I do. Thank you so much for being here. I've been really, really loving the massive and insane support for Anthem content. My commitment to you is to give you a hub of content. It's a hub of content. If you're here, I'm going to give you something for your time. I'm not just going to like play and have you watch. I'm more interested in giving you value and entertainment while you're here and even including you in the content. So I'm not going to get to all your questions because we are going to have to cut this in a little bit. Not right now. I'm going to keep going, but I am going to have to cut it in a little bit because of uh, dinner upstairs with the family waiting for me. So, so Sino with the brand new sub top UK with the prime sub. Thank you guys so much for those subs. Uh, I don't do subathons or or sub trains or ask for subs, but I just say easy way, free way to support the channel is to click the little heart button, the follow button, and turn on notifications so you don't miss it. Uh, and I am getting really close to a big milestone on Twitter, so if you like following people on Twitter, use the Twitter command and throw me a follow there as well. Red Rupture. Now that you can hear my son. Uh, do you think they should buff Legendary tier in some way uh, so there isn't much of a difference between Masterwork and Legendary right now? Um, I mean, maybe this is maybe where they could do something with Grandmaster two and three. They could really boost the drop rates, really get you to in some fun builds with Masterwork and Legendaries. And maybe once you get into Grandmaster two, Legendaries could drop from there and take a different shape or form or something. I don't know. Um, the differences between Masterwork and Legendary do seem a little bit understated, though. I agree with you, but it is a min-maxing game, so that could be intentional, and that could be right. You know. So, Smackful Taco, that's a name. Uh, From what I have experienced as a Colossus is that my abilities in combo damage become worthless and I just keep using my auto cannon instead of to do more damage. What is your opinion on the weapons and abilities going into Grandmaster 2 and 3? Um, What you're saying is very confusing to me because my Colossus is a god. I am so strong. I was strong in the early game. Flamethrower and lightning coil. Holy frick. Combos for days. Feeding my ult. Doing the boom booms. Barely ever doing the shooty shoots. Now, I've got some good some good guns. I use my elemental rage to feed my elemental damage. I use my fist of strawl because that thing is strong as frick once it starts getting ripping and tearing on crit spots and it's going really, really fast and it's getting the increased damage from, you know, hitting targets. But what you're saying doesn't line up with my experience at all. I think the the proper builds and the abilities and stuff and the combos with the with the the Colossus can be a just a freaking blast personally. So maybe hang out here when I'm playing Colossus, watch some Colossus build videos or something. I think there's some really really uh, really really strong builds with him. Uh, beer pie. Do you think crafting should allow you to control or reroll one inscription per weapon? Again, I've addressed a version of this question multiple times in this Q&A session. That feels further down the road and, and a little bit ahead of the game. We're not quite there yet. Let us get to where we've really, really had a couple of weeks with good drops and 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 good loot pursuit before we start looking at like rerolling stuff, right? Uh, Timberwolf. Besides a good tutorial for combos and more generous loot, what else do you think needs to change to tip the scales uh, to make players come back? You just described what I think would bring players back. A generous loot system to feed fun builds, and the tutorial for combos, it's a little late for that. (laughs) 
it's a little late for that. The big, big day of like people buying and jumping in, it's happened. And it's passed. And they missed that opportunity. And it's a bummer. Because when I got back from the capture event, that was the thing that I just kept talking about. There is nothing that explains combos. And I was told, oh, there's going to be some tutorials for combos. There were people in chat that were like, yeah, the devs said there'll be some tutorials for combos. The actual tutorial in the game is in a menu. It's buried in the menu. And I read it on stream. It is awful. It, uh, <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even describe how it all works. It, uh, it's, it's, it's mega generic. And it is a... It is an enormous vacancy in the game. People say, because I'm an EA game changer, I'm a shill, and I don't say negative things about the game. Uh, no, not true at all. I have consistently cited that as a, in, I mean, giant vacancy that I think hurt the reception of the game. I do. I think people were doing boots on the ground, gun-based combat, and they're like, the guns are weak, this game sucks, I don't understand. It's just like a mech that's weak and dying a lot. And instead of being like, here's why you should hover, here's why you should dodge, here's what a primer is, here's what a detonator is. Um, I haven't been given a valid reason or excuse to that vacancy yet. Oh, there were combos in Mass Effect Andromeda. You got a real weird way of looking at things if you think everybody buying this game played Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, It's fun to discover it on your own. No, I disagree. It's a foundational core element of the game that goes completely unexplained. And I haven't been given a good... I've not heard a good reason at all (laughs) yet for why that stuff's left out. So, And again, that's coming from a place of love. I love the game. The combos are fun. And I'm like, dadgummit, people are going to miss out on this if you don't tell them about it. Like, you got to tell them about it. Um, so Sylvester DK your thoughts on a no stats page uh, they want to add it and it's a huge need I agree with you it's a needed thing uh, Digital Marine the balance between player frustration and motivation is a fine line example I'll play 90 hours and have two javelins masterwork level and I've gotten one legendary thoughts uh, that's fine you haven't had a reason to go into Grandmaster 2 or 3 yet and that's kind of where I think the legendary grind is supposed to be so 90 hours and you have two javelins masterwork level uh, sounds fine to me I'm I'm right there with you and I have three at masterwork level but I'm not really happy with any of the builds I don't have the inscriptions that I want I don't have them min maxed so it's all a matter of perspective I think it's it's up to the player to determine is this fun you're saying player frustration and motivation is a, a fine line if if the game was more generous imagine if you will the game was more generous and your your 90 hours had two javelins that weren't just masterworked but they had they each had like a build that you really liked but then you kind of weren't done yet right you're like well I, I've got a really 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 good build on my ranger but I want to start working on this other build over here there's these other abilities I would need different components to really feed them and make them stronger with inscriptions a really really generous loot loot drop would have you thinking maybe a little bit differently so instead of saying I've got them at masterwork level you would say I've got them really kind of capped off with a really good build remember that GDC quote people went from saying I'm just trying to get this good drop to saying I'm really trying to get a good version of this drop generosity creates a different engagement in the player's mind and I don't know 
Like, right now, I wish that I was sort of capstoning some of my builds on my Javelin or my Colossus, but I'm not. They're, they're fun, but the inscriptions are bad. Nothing's really that synergistic. Nothing's really, you know, nothing's tweaked. I just got I just got masterwork stuff and was like sweet and then that's kind of it because you're just like cool I'll just slap it all on and equip it all. Um, I think people need to realize Lono is able to get more drops than the average player because his access to a large community with legendary contracts to run. Don't compare his time to yours, but then also realize he's saying the drops still aren't even enough and he's able to get more per play session than most. Fantastic point made by Eugene. I the fact that I'm kind of like. The game's not generous enough. I really don't have any builds that feel quite right, and I put in a ton of freaking time. Do you know how long it's going to take for you to catch up to my playtime? Do you also understand that my playtime, as Eugene has pointed out, is more efficient than your playtime? Because I can roll through multiple legendary contracts a day, because I can pull people from chat who have legendary contracts. So not only have I played way more than most people, my play sessions are more advantageous and effective. So it's like, and I'm saying... I, I really don't have any builds that I'm that thrilled with. You know, we need more generosity. So, I I would be shocked if within a week they don't also tweak drops. They're starting with inscriptions would be my theory and my guess. And I think, I think that is a good final question. There's a lot of other questions. I'm seeing somebody mentioning Angry Joe, and I'm going to get off on a soapbox and a tirade about that. I love Joe Vargas, but I wasn't, I wasn't, th- I was not happy with his, with his review. So I don't want to get off on those soapboxes. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to do a little outro for the podcast because these, these sessions get outputted to iTunes and other places. So if you're here for the live audience, don't go anywhere. Do me a favor and click that follow button, that heart button. If you're listening to this later on the other places, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Uh, I'm probably live right now. So come on in. If I'm not live, click the follow button. Uh, And as always, I appreciate you watching and listening to all of my content. Please like, share, and subscribe.